0: the break on dallascowboys.com we were on the break with Nick Eatman Brian Broaddus Ambar Garcia and Derek
2: Eagleton It is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, season 18, episode number 29. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Milo Light, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, today we are going to spend a sizable amount of time talking a little bit about Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. We got some interesting updates this morning with regards to his health status. Uh, We have a few other guys on the injury report we will catch up on. Uh, and then we'll spend a little time a little later in the show talking about reasons for hope. I think Brian yesterday you called it hopium. Kind of like that. That sounds uh, that's kind of catchy. Feel free to so use we're it. Gonna, we're going we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to give these guys an opportunity to give you guys a little <laughs> hopium. Sell you a little hopium some areas where if you want to be positive about what is going on, then these are reasons to maybe be positive. Uh and I'm not certainly not trying to discount the fact that we all saw what we saw Sunday. We can't unsee it. So uh, but this will just be some areas where maybe maybe there are some re- reasons for optimism. All right, let's start first with Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones was on 105.3 The Fan this morning with Sean and RJ and uh, gave an update on Dak Prescott following his surgery. Nick, what did he say?
3: Well, He says he's not going on injured reserve, and injured reserve means that you're out at least four games. So the, the, this is telling me that you're probably – that they're thinking right now, they're hope, hopeful that he's missing two games. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's what it says to me. Because if you if you thought for sure he would miss three games, then why not just miss four, put him on IR, and he could save the roster spot. So this is, just, to me, that, that they liked what they saw out of the surgery. That sounds gross. But they like what, what, what they saw out of that. And, you know, it's all going to come down to the grip. It's going to, what, what, you know, how can, he can grip the ball and obviously throw it.
1: If they put him on IR, he can't be with the team. That's the big difference right now. It's the thing about it is if they if they let it ride, then he could still do things with the team. He could still be part of things. But the IR thing will take him out of that opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. So by keeping him on the active list, you've given yourself the opportunity for him to be a part of team activities and things like that. Maybe. So
2: in other words, based on that, the time isn't even the most important thing to take from what Jerry said. He could sit for maybe even 5 weeks the point is just you just make him in, have him in the
1: building you have him in the building and his ability to to do that i had that explained to me this morning because i was wondering why you know with the ir because they're trying to figure out and it's it's really really hard because you know there's some really good writers and guys and gals that cover this team that will say well it's 4 to 6 weeks well it's 6 to 8 weeks and you know i asked and it's been it's been troubling to me because i feel like there's been times where we've been told things about the team and it, it's not accurate you mm-hmm. know and you're like okay no but the the things that that you know when when i was told is like it was basically like it could be anywhere between four to eight weeks and and, and they were being serious about it. it they really don't know i mean jerry's coming out and he's saying well it could be sooner well i think the big but But the the same person told me that four to eight weeks. They're like, listen, when you put him on IR, he can't be around everybody. He can't. That's a
4: very dumb. Yeah, you can't do that. that. So then, when you're
1: not, you could bring him. You know, with but he said with with him not being on IR, that he could do the practices and anything that he needs to do.
3: And 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 it's that it's the practices because I mean. James Washington's in, in, you know, in the locker room all the time. Like you can be here. It's not like you can't be here. It's right, because like you're, you're getting your rehab here. Yeah, right. you're, not, you're, yeah. Not, you're not getting suspended. I think Brian's definitely saying like on the field, on the field practicing, and the maybe field. even the yeah. meetings. I'm not sure about meetings. Yeah, thing, I th- think you know,
1: I think that's, yeah. I think that's the way it was explained to me that when you put them on IR, that's that you're gone. You're doing your rehab. you're doing your, rehab, that's you're doing it, your yeah. rehab stuff, and you don't get to do anything else. That, but when you, if he's just, if he's still on the active roster, he's considered one of your fifty-three players. Right. Even being with mm-hmm. a busted thumb, he's one of your fifty-three. He could go on the field. He, if he, if they, they could test him throwing. They could mm-hmm. do a lot of different things without us watching. Mm-hmm. You know, they could do things with him in meetings and stuff like that. To uh, more than just go and get rehab every day uh, here at the star. And the thumb is
4: not. That's not a type of injury that you really just, even after, let's say, two weeks, using Nick's example. Well... No, no, okay. But let's say that's not something like, oh, just wrap it up. You know, like, for example, an ankle, you're like, wrap it up, and you can do... That allows you to do certain things that you're not necessarily fully 100% healthy for, but because of the way they... Whether it's a shot of some kind or the way they wrap you up, this is... Not a type of injury because you're having to grip the ball, throw it. You can't just wrap it. Exactly.
1: The thing they're worried about is they're going to get the range of motion back. And then when they get the range of motion back to Nick's point, then it turns into the grip strength. The strength, yeah. And then the strength. And then once they kind of figure out that – then you could determine well you know he's ready to play or he's not ready to play,
2: yeah. and that's what also will tell you kind of why there's such a large range because who knows how long it's going to take to get those two things. They don't know to that's operational.
1: Yeah, they they think everything about it was you know when Jerry was talking about how it was fixed the break everything about that went very very well. It's the can you get him to the range of motion? Can you get the grip? And then how comfortable mm. does he feel playing?
3: I would think I would think your right hand goes a top. On, on a snap, I think that ball's going to be slamming right into his yeah. thumb. Right the center the man.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah, and that's and <laughs> shotgun. To me, to me, I'm playing shotgun. And those ah, inside handoffs, right. and maybe maybe Pistol. maybe we take yeah. something away from Kellen Moore here. That's like, uh, well, every time they're under the center, they're running the football. Well, maybe not now. Yeah, you know, you, just anything to take the pressure off that. But like I said, it, you know, I I was trying to get the timetable because everybody's reporting different numbers, and in in all actuality. It could fall anywhere between that four to eight weeks from what I was being explained. And the
3: scary part of this whole thing, I mean, just being honest, I mean, he played the game almost like he had a thumb injury anyways. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it'd make more sense if it if he comes back and says, man, he had that all game. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's why the ball was sailing or whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't throw the ball well anyway. So rushing it back and like, oh, he'll be fine. like, Or
1: something is, was really wrong with the ankle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, no, I no. mean,
1: I, I know what you're saying, but if something was really like, if it's like every time he set up, his ankle was bothering him right. and it caused him to compensate where the ball was flying on right. him or something like, yeah. like that. Like yeah.
3: throwing the ball and being accurate in those intermediate throws was an issue with two good thumbs. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like, yeah, you want to rush him back, you know, and he's not going to get rushed back. He nobody gets rushed back, but I, no. and I don't. I, I don't think he would. But I'm just saying this. This whole thing's interesting because you have a kicker and a and a backup quarterback that weren't on the roster. I mean, they were they were massaging this roster so much that they didn't even put a kicker or a, a backup quarterback. And now you're going to carry a quarterback just because you want him around the, in the building. Like all this seems kind of weird, you know, just on how they're handling. it, But it also shows how important. Dak is to this team.
2: That's an interesting point, Nick, uh, from a standpoint of just kind of what what he was doing and it not really making sense. You look at his career, that was not a typical day for Dak Prescott. We right. weren't, we're not familiar with seeing him play like that. Well, there's that. people
1: that think he might have got banged up before that even happened. Right, and that's, yeah. that's where I'm trying to...
2: I, I, the question I have for you guys is, do you think that was just, hey, we'll just chalk it up to it being an aberration that he had a bad day because everybody has a bad day. We all have bad mm-hmm. days. But... Is it that, or do you think that maybe there is something that was bothering him? And I'm not again. I don't. I don't want to project that it was the ankle or anything else. But do you project that was? Do you think that maybe there was something that was bothering him physically? Because that's just not well, typical for and, what we used to see. He
4: also got pretty defensive when he was asked about the ankle and the cleats uh, post game. So he like kind of went in there like, guys, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So with that not being a thing, and and I. All the comments that I get, it's just fans, you know, we all know all the people that want Dak away from here. People that don't think that Dak will ever get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl or anywhere near close a Super Bowl. So this whole thing of, like I don't know what moment it would have been in the game that some may be even commenting. How did about you guys feel the first banned.
1: series went? First series felt like that. There was, I mean, they were struggling to to get, but it wasn't the throwing aspect of it wasn't that bad. I think the opening series yeah. of yeah. the game, you know, I felt like okay, they went and got three points. Maybe they got they found something here. They ran the ball okay. He hit a couple. They converted what three third downs yeah. on the way.
3: There were some a lot of weird plays going yeah. on there. Too.
1: But I mean, they, the the plays, some of the the reverse thing and all that threw them out of whack a little bit. But maybe something after that first series. You know, yeah. I mean, you maybe go back and look at like a sack. You know, was there something that happened that, that we, did, we, did, we didn't we we did pick up, you know, while, uh, you know. But then again, Dak would have probably went to the sidelines and Britt Brown and Jim Mauer would have probably been looking at his right. hand. And, you know, we'd, we'd have picked it up with our field glasses from the press box or the camera would have been panning down on him at that time. So I felt like the first series was... Comfortable, yeah. but if you if you got a theory about the other stuff, we probably need to go find that out.
2: Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's just I, I mean, think he was just no bad. Mista- I agree, and I think it was just bad. There's no mistaking he had a horrible yeah. day. I don't think anybody yeah. will try to tell you anything different. But I just it just seems so out of character for him to be as bad as he was. Like Amber, you said it yesterday. Typically in the past, when Dak is at a bad half, you expect he's going to come out in the second half and play much mm-hmm. better. And maybe it not it won't be enough to get the win. But it'll be much better than what he did in the first half. Yesterday, I mean Sunday, it was bad the whole way yeah. through, and All it never through. got better. And that was the part. And even when they got to, you know, this team will do this sometimes too. They're having trouble offensively, and so they'll just go, they'll go no huddle, and they'll try to yeah, pick up the trying, tempo yeah, exactly. and see if that can give them the momentum they need. And they couldn't even get that to work. So it was just like nothing would work for them on Sunday for and whatever reason. This wasn't
4: like a nasty defense either. Like, to, yeah, pretty good, but not. No, yeah, but right. not not some of the defenses that they've had to face in the past. Like this wasn't some that it sure throw you that much off your game. Like, it wasn't to that point. And it's crazy because all along this whole time, we've been talking about him being physically okay, but then mentally and him gaining all his confidence back. And we've seen it at training camp and just him kind of when you know, okay, this guy has it, I want to be led by him, and he has it under control. And I felt like at no point in the game I was able to see – that side of Dak.
2: So so let me ask this question, because I think that, that actually brings up another topic that I think fans are talking about, that I'd love for, uh, to get your opinions on. Uh, you look at this offense, and you talk about the defense not being, it's not like that's the best defense in the league, but last year we saw a similar thing happen when they played Denver, and Denver wasn't one of the best defenses in the league, they're pretty good, wasn't one of the best defenses in the league, Cowboys couldn't figure it out. I think what question is now on the table that fans are at least talking about is, is the problem really with your offensive coordinator, that for whatever reason he gets into these situations that he can't figure out how to get out of. And if you think that that's the case, should they be considering Mike McCarthy maybe calling plays?
3: Uh, You know, I think we're a little too early on that. Um, I I think, you know, Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl two years ago with the defense. I know Tom Brady gets gets called that. But, I mean, that defense— and Todd Bowles has always had a great defense. Um, I think I think the issue is, you know, he he needs he needs really good players around him. Dak does. I mean, and most most quarterbacks do, but he definitely does. And he doesn't have them right now. Their offensive line, I mean, the only player that played in last year's off, you know, game against the Bucks was Tyler Biatish. Now I know Zach was back, but I mean that the line is banged up. I mean the line is is inexperienced. The receivers are are not good enough they're just not they're not good enough i said it yesterday i'll say it again they don't have a number one they they have some number twos they don't have a three or four they they just have guys back there running around and the running backs they've got their issues one of them one of them is is doesn't have the burst anymore the other one doesn't block like you want him to so it you know he just doesn't have the help around him that i think he needs
1: yeah, this is where I might have made the mistake of going into the season feeling like, you know what, let's see Dak, you know, without all the stuff. Let's see if, in fact, that, you know, minus a receiver, minus a right tackle, minus some of the things. Let's see if Dak can really carry a team. You know, that was my, you know, I and a lot of quarterbacks, you could see what happened in Green Bay the other day. You know, they, Green Bay has trouble with Minnesota anyway, you know. So, but you you see where – you know, having weapons and stuff is important, but I I was kind of just curious and wanted to think and wanted to believe that Dak could carry this thing. He really could. I wanted to believe that. And, you know, I, I just think that there's, there's certain things that, that he is so capable of doing with leadership and things like that. And I, I just wanted to believe it. But when it comes to accuracy and stuff like that, I mean, if you look at the metrics and stuff, and I'm not a big metrics guy, I'm I'm from a, a era where we didn't, we just watched tape, and that's what we did. But metrics will tell you that you know Noah Brown had three yards of separation, that that Michael uh, that that C.D. Lamb had two and a half yards of separation on throws, and these are these are five or more targets in a game, and so you're sitting there thinking well, man, separation two, three yards on throws, that's pretty significant. That's not like, you know, actually the the Tampa Bay receivers, believe it or not, had less yards of separation than the Cowboy receivers did. So, you know, that whether you believe metrics or not, it does come down to ability to, to make throws. And, you know, I wanted to believe that. And maybe we should have all listened way, way, way back when you guys did that award-winning documentary and Dan Mullen was talking about – you know his coach at Mississippi State. I didn't think he could throw the ball very well. You know, I didn't think he could. I didn't think he was accurate. I didn't. You know, and then he had to be convinced. Well, we've seen him make good throws, but how many? You know, elite throws, and maybe not. Maybe not. And I think that's the. I think that's the thing that I'm most disappointed in. That I thought, hey, let him. Let him. Let's see if he can carry this thing. But let's that, see.
2: that's also where Brian, in my opinion, I look at it and say there are. Whatever you think of Dak's ability to throw the ball and play quarterback, there are lesser quarterbacks that got more out of their offense this last week Absolutely. than the Cowboys did. Absolutely. And that, to me, is where I start looking at my offensive coordinator and saying, okay, I know Dak I... doesn't have the weapons that maybe he had, but we ought to be able to scheme some stuff open. We ought to be able to give him some throws that we know he likes. We ought to be able to – you know, there, there are things that you should be able to do as a coordinator – to be able to put him in positions where he can be successful. Ceedee Lamb's
1: the same way. Yeah. I, I, I thought when I thought that when Ceedee Lamb was was playing at uh, Oklahoma, he was like that guy that's playing for the Rams right now. When you watch that wide receiver that they have, the way that ability that he you know the how Cooper he Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, his yeah. ability to run after catch, the underneath stuff, the drags, the screens, everything you do with Cooper Cup. I said I saw this with Ceedee Lamb playing at Oklahoma. And I said, you know, get if, if I was going to back and study how to help CeeDee Lamb, i might go back and watch his Oklahoma tape and the things that he had success doing there. And so, you know, maybe that's something, you know, with. but the thing and to your point about the coordinator, he's got to help. I mean, he's got to help. I mean, we talk about, you know, the offense. We all know that Dan Quinn, with what he did with the players he had, he helped the defense. He surely helped the defense much more than Mike Nolan ever mm-hmm. did. The coach matters. The coach matters in this yeah. thing. And, you know, I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy wants to call plays. I don't know if that. I said yesterday, I mean, talking to people around the league, Mike's, does Mike really know the terminology? Does Mike you know, Mike was in that green base system. Kellen has his system. Does he want to have to learn all that? Does he want to have to go through all that? Yeah. Maybe as a head coach, he doesn't. You know, but and maybe it's you know it's that faith in Kellen Moore, but that faith in Kellen Moore might get him relieved of his job if, in fact, that they don't have enough success.
4: And that's the thing. He he's on the hot seat. We know that for a while. Mike McCarthy. So at some point, you got to figure out if if you know we talked about him calling plays before or that he can do it. But to Brian's point, is this something that he even still feels comfortable doing at this point in I, his career? We don't know. And then another thing is, I know, like, it's embarrassing. Like, I know for Jerry Jones, having to watch this, go down, talk to the media, again, try to find, and we talk about his optimism all the time, but we know his he's hitting a certain level of frustration going back into how the season ended last year so I feel that right now even though he still supports Mike McCarthy and he still believes that this team can get to where he wants them to get to I still feel that every time there's just less and less room for error so me if by next game we see the same type of stuff even though you don't have your starting quarterback, you don't have Dak in there, I still think that that's it. You need to make some... I mean, as far as the uh, Kellen Moore situation, Mike McCarthy needs to take handles, uh, the whole wheel on this thing and figure out what to do next because his job is on the line.
2: All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into a little hopium. We're going to move to some positive things, maybe some things that you can look forward to from an optimistic standpoint that if these things continue to happen, maybe the Cowboys can pull things together. And maybe, just maybe, if you got Dak back a little sooner, it may give them some hope for the future. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
5: Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
0: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us
2: what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where
0: we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life. and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
3: Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, Essler Lenses helps you see every exciting moment. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts to find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler.
2: Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. All right, guys. We're gonna go around the table here, and I want each of you. I want each of you to give me one sales pitch, one <laughs> bit of optimism that you can find. Something that happened on Sunday that makes you say, you know, this is actually something pretty good for the Cowboys, and if they can do more of this, or if they can keep this going in this way, uh, it will improve their chances for success throughout this season. All right, hmm. let's start. <laughs> I don't feel optimistic
3: about this this segment. Start that I way. I I'm start I, over look, here. Every, I, don't every, I don't like what you, I don't like how you just said that. <laughs> okay, well, find something from the game that you can lean to. I don't have anything from the game. Okay, I have just, some, from some things team. from the sideline yeah, from, from the person. team or whatever. Yeah. Right.
2: All right, Nick, you go first.
3: Um, I I think that I'm not trying to steal anyone else's stuff because you know this is first. This isn't going to be easy though <laughs> to to come up with things, but. I think this one's kinda obvious, so I'll I'll just go with it. I think that you have a nine time pro bowler who's forty years old, but still he's he's good enough. He's gonna be better than than what you have. I think there's a spot for him somewhere. And we'll talking about Jason, Peter. talking about Jason okay. Peters. And Jerry Jones on the fan this morning certainly threw out some options for him. Um I think it was yesterday where Kellen Moore said if you have uh, pre-snap penalties and all that, we're, we're not going to handle. We're not going to be okay with that. So mm. that doesn't sit well for Terrence Steele. And then, Who, Jason, by the way, according to him, had a great game outside of the penalties. Okay, that's, that's good. That's what. He and said. that's encouraging. Jason Peters, though Jerry did point out, can play left or right tackle. Which he threw that out there. I huh? Never really hmm. seen that before. What, but, did, but was he has, that did that question come up? Or he just kind of threw it he out? Kind of just threw it out. Okay. There. All right. Just one. Just threw it out there. Okay. okay. Was that one of his Pro Bowl years?
1: Uh, right before. Oh. Okay. Was he good at it? I think that's why he switched to left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my point is, is that. <laughs> he had a good run there for that that time. Though. They had a problem yeah. on the offensive line. Tyler Smith played well, but I think that he can go right back to the position that he's p- practiced all summer and play next to Peters. One way or another, Jason Peters, I think, is, is here and he's going to help. That's my pick. Anyone want to go out there? Thank you, Nick. That's good. That are you good or me you may go. Okay.
4: You invented like a, the word. It's like a I'm tennis kidding.
3: match right here. Yeah, hopium.
4: Go,
1: go I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a opium on. If I'm gonna say a on two things real quick, okay. if I could, I'm gonna say you, offensive hopium on Ferguson as a point of attack blocker. Jake Ferguson. I think when you start to talk about potentially running the football more now, because Cooper rushes in there. I think some of the success they had, the ability to have. Uh, at the point of attack was because of guys like Ferguson. Schultz, I think, did a a better job. I was expecting maybe the tight ends not having that kind of success, but you saw it in preseason, especially with guys like Ferguson and his ability to get into people and like wall guys off. I thought that was a good thing. Defensive hope, I'm going to say, is Malik Hooker looks like a real free safety. Mm. Malik Hooker looks like a guy that could play with range, the deep ball skills and stuff like that. Scouts are taught, if you see it one time, you're probably going to see it again. He looked better moving, You know, that's what you're going to need. If you're going to play guys down in the box and play single high look, you better have a safety that has some range. Malik Hooker looks like a guy that, when I was watching him at Ohio State, had that range. Middle of the field, hash range, wherever he had to go, deep, up, back, uh, he was fine doing that. So that's my hopium for my two guys. All right. Amber.
4: Well, um, aside from Micah Parsons and how he started the season, I'm trying to think, well – but Maher didn't miss his one attempt. There we go. That's some hopium there. There we go. He didn't okay, miss. A... So aside from that, I'm trying to really think more on the offensive side of the ball. Aside from Jason Peters, like what's something else that can be good? But I just did.
1: Zeke look good running the ball for you? I mean, when he was you know averaging over five yards yeah, to carry. Yeah, yeah, he
4: he looked good. But I'm I I just don't know if that's going to be enough because it wasn't enough for this game. So it has to be more than that, and they need to find a better way to run the ball and commit to it, to let it kind of flow and get into a certain type of rhythm there and try to find a way to utilize turpin, which we've talked about. So that's another tool, another weapon that they have that we haven't seen them kind of take advantage of So far. So that's a little bit of hope there that maybe incorporating him in different ways offensively, they can add something extra on that side of the ball. Another thing that I did like was Donovan Wilson's interception, the way that he was able to get his hand on the ball. That's another aspect that if the defense is able to kind of keep these turnovers to uh, come in, then obviously that's a plus for your offense. Now they got to be able to capitalize on that. But to see a player like Donovan Wilson, which I've been a fan of for a while, was really good to see. So I'm excited on that aspect of just kind of seeing the defense play. And and that's really right now the only way you can try to rely on. But defense playing well is not going to be enough for you to win games.
2: Yeah, in order to what you saw Sunday... The defense will have to play extraordinary for you yeah. to have a chance. And they weren't extraordinary. They were really good. They weren't extraordinary. You gotta be extraordinary if you're gonna have that little offense And with support. the mistake
4: that they did in that game, I mean, I don't think they're there yet to be yeah. that kind of defense. They yeah. can be good enough they for you to stay That's in the game. Yeah, they for gotta sure. stop the
2: run. Uh let's talk about this one. And I, I think I'm kinda shocked none of you guys yeah, brought it up. It's it it's, 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 it's up up the there. wide receivers. Michael Gallagher, Like yeah. you, you look at and, and Nick, this is where I differ a little bit with you. I don't know that I don't think they have a one. I think that C.D. Lamb can still be a one. Okay. Here's where I think the problem is. When you got him out there with Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, mm-hmm. then defenses really can say, stop him. Right. Like He is the problem. Stop him. If you stop 88, they got no shot. If you got a guy that's, that's out there that's like a Michael Gallup, Now, Michael Gallup can make you pay a little bit. You leave one guy on him, he could probably make you pay a little bit. And we know one of the things that he and Dak do well is that deep ball, right? And we didn't see that Sunday, right? Not at all. So I think you get Michael Gallup back in this lineup. Um, You get Washington into the lineup. I think what you do now is you take your two and three and you elevate those. If your two and three can actually play the roles of twos and threes, now now CD's a whole different kind of player, I think, especially if your tight end also is adding something. Your second tight end is adding something. You, hopefully they start using their running game a little bit more. I think that's where you really can hope. Again, this is all hope because we haven't seen it yet. But that's what you have to hope offensively is that getting those two wide receivers back that makes your yeah. difference. Because right now, look, Dennis Houston, uh, guy's an, a good guy. It it says a lot to me that that when they were talking about some of his some of the good things they like about him, the the thing that came up was well, he's going to always be in the spot that he's supposed to be in. That's like baseline. Like that doesn't tell me he's what a big respect. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the baseline. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're not getting credit for what you're supposed to do. You know. So I, that to me, I'm like, he's just he is what he is. That, that's the Cowboys yeah. miss putting him in a spot where they had to put him because he didn't have other guys to go yeah. out there.
3: So you're basically saying that a one needs a two, and if you don't yeah. have a two, then you're a two, and you give him a five, then you look like a three, and then you're not really a one until you get a two. There you go. That makes Math right
2: there. Yeah. That made perfect sense, Nick. <laughs> one and, plus I re- one equals three. and
3: I re- <laughs> and I really think I really think that in a few weeks, if everybody's healthy, I think you can have that one, two, and three. Yeah. I think James Washington is is like a three. Uh one, one, two, yeah, I mean, so Michael Gallup, that, that's that's something I look at like Peters and Gallup and I'm like, Okay, the offensive line needs help, receivers need help, you know, you turn and you're like, Who who do we got? And you're like, Well, do have Michael Gallup coming back? And
4: when when is that? Uh,
3: you know, it could be this week. It could be this week. It's got to be this week or next week. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think it's more realistic. I thought it was Cincinnati week. I, th- I think yeah. it's more realistic for that Giants game on yeah. Monday
4: night. Mm-hmm.
3: But, and and Jalen Tolbert, third round pick. You know, you you think the light bulb's going to come on at some point for him? I can't imagine him sitting this week. Like okay, like those guys didn't do anything to make, you know. Let's start the clock on him and let's let's get it going. I don't think he's going to mess things up to the point where he can't play. I got a couple more in here that sure at, go, at some for, point go for if it. Let's keep going. You, you don't know when your stinker is going to be. Like you really don't. Like you don't want it to be week one because then people think, well, this is how the season's going to be. But this is who you are, yeah. I, but I, I do know this. in, in, in 2018, when Cooper when he, when he got here, they went they won six out of seven games. I mean, they lost the first one when he first got here, and then they won six out of seven. The one they lost to the Colts, they had won five in a row. They lost to the Colts 23 to nothing. And, I mean, imagine a five-game a winning day.
1: streak. It was a bad And I'm
3: looking at Dak's stats. 24 39 206 no touchdowns, one yeah. pick, sacked three times, 6 Sounds pretty similar. Right. And so, and then they came back and they won three in a row. They had two to finish the season, one in the playoffs, and then they lost uh twenty eighteenth to the Rams. You know, so... You know they, they they won nine out of ten games, and that one they lost was twenty three to nothing, and and that didn't affect everything else. It was just sometimes that just happens, and so I'm not I'm not saying it's all great. and Maybe this is the one, but let's see when you're not facing the goat and you're not facing a team two years removed from the Super Bowl, that maybe you know it's not going to be this bad. I'm not saying it won't be, but. Let's let, let's see Jacksonville's on the schedule yep. like let I mean the lions let me, that's let me where see. I
1: thought the let stinker see. was going to be to be honest with you, because the stinker I thought was going to be Jacksonville a team
3: that because up. they
1: played Philadelphia the following week mm. so yeah. it might be a thing that another divisional game kind of a thing. That's where I thought the stinker was gonna I, yeah,
3: be. I, I'm just saying let's let's
4: but not it, you, sure. you say not sure you know yet. it bothers me when you say let's see well, maybe they're not playing the goat. Mm-hmm. well the goat didn't play like the goat, but why?
3: I mean, I mean, the, I think the Cowboys. I kind of disagree with y'all. Just saying about this defense not good enough to carry. I think this defense is good enough. I really do. I think this defense is good enough to carry. I mean, if if the Cowboys can muster up twenty points in a game, you could win that game. Yeah. So I I think I think this defense is playing good enough, and I think one of the well, reasons. Well, that's
4: the problem. You're gonna have them to yeah. You, they have to That's score. To be great. I know. You're not have to have great. I with looked over field at Derek goal. in the
3: game and I said, "They don't win this game without a turnover." And you said, "They also have to score. Like they have to take it back to the house." Well, it reminds
2: <laughs> me. It reminds me of Tampa Bay when uh, when John Gruden got. I think when John Gruden got there, I saw this interview where they were talking about it later, and they said he, he in one of the first meetings he literally told the defense, "We don't need you to just be good. Like we don't need you to just get the turnovers. We need you to score." Yeah. And they were like. Challenge yeah. accepted, and, yeah. and they took over, and they became yeah. one of the all-time great defense. And they won the Super Bowl. They that They won the year. Super Bowl
3: off the defense. I think two two defensive touchdowns in that game, maybe yeah. Yeah. at least they, one. Their defense
2: yeah. was all world, and yeah. they I want to say their defense set records for number of scores, uh, well, number yeah, of, of touchdowns. The yeah, they were like they well, were remarkable.
3: Now, uh, Donald Wilson gets a pick at midfield, you know, like Amber's <laughs> talking about, and they got two yards out of that, yeah. and yeah. then punted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go. Them- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say? You know, if somebody hands you a gift, I mean I'm opening it up. I'm yeah. not just gonna be like, nah, no thanks. Yeah. Don't really want it. Don't yeah. need it. Yeah.
1: I just never I mean, watch Open the it. game. <laughs> Use it. Twelve to three felt like seriously, it felt like a hundred to three. <laughs> yeah. Just the way the offense was going. You're Derek's like, yeah. trying to
3: give us ten points on the thing. You weren't the only <laughs> Me one. Me and Kyle, right? Kyle Me did and the Kyle. same thing. 20, yeah. 20, they lost nineteen thirteen. Clarence
4: did it on Twitter too. Nineteen thirteen. He he added he put the Cowboys ten points.
3: Nineteen thirteen. I don't know what everyone's like. About. like why. What is that? I don't know' why everybody's yeah. doing it. But yeah, weird. You know what? Can you guys work the scoreboard at the game <laughs> this week? Because if you guys Try. could do that, that, that that'd help everybody out. Yeah, maybe. Other than the bankles.
2: Mm. You know, you were just actually, you just mentioned that you said they don't have to play the GOAT in a team that's two years removed from the now Super Bowl. The, the young <laughs> no, but they do have to play a team that just came from the Super Bowl. And in a couple weeks, you got to play the one that won the Super Bowl. So, eh, I oh, don't really know how this can
3: all play the out. Young, anybody, the future young GOAT might be anybody <laughs> at Cincinnati. here. Cincinnati. Here, what else, Jerry? Jerry had some good things to say on the radio. What else did he say? He did, he did say that he could understand, well, he could definitely understand the criticism for Amari Cooper yeah. and, and Cedric Wilson. Based off the receivers that you see right now, he understands it. But defensive end, he didn't mention him by name, but he, you know, he, Randy Gregory, whatever. He also said, Lyle Collins, he said, you know, I'll let you guys, I watched every snap he took at right tackle in that game the other day. I'll let you guys decide on how he played. And I mean, it, it wasn't, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, we're really missing him. So
2: now he was playing one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in. The yeah, league, who but,
3: missed the game and will probably be AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, right. missed, I mean, he missed the uh, second half, uh, fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, he got fourth. hurt yeah, in the fourth quarter. And he's, yeah. Is he out for the year? No. Uh, it's say a, peck. They, they it's a peck They said they don't thing. think it's a year. They, the, I read yesterday. No they surgery. Think it's the end of the year. No yeah. surgery. Yeah. No surgery, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah that's yeah. huge for them not to lose him. But, but yeah, I mean, you got to put that in context. He did have a rough day, but you got to put it in context who he was playing against, too. I think that's part of it. you got to think about
3: But you guys don't want to put it in context who the Cowboys were playing against. Yeah. Tom no, Brady.
2: we we do, but that's point that's my point like it's not Tom Brady didn't stop this offense. Yeah. Like the the defense played well. I'm talking about the offense. And yes, I know that defense is good. I don't think that defense is all world. I don't well, think that's a defense that that should be shutting you down 3 points.
3: No, no 100%. I mean this this is there's definitely smoke. There's smoke from that game. Let's find out if someone like you know burned a hot dog or something, or if the house is on fire. Like we'll see, but but there is smoke coming out of this game. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if it dies down, but it, it doesn't look good. A hundred percent doesn't. look good. Offensively, you got problems. It doesn't, but let's let's see how this thing goes in a, in a couple of weeks. But I mean, they got a lot of room to grow. I mean, like yeah. like getting into the red zone would be a start, and then maybe scoring a touchdown, and then yeah, we got some. We're down, to, we're down to the floor here.
2: And I think the key is what you said earlier that even when you get your quarterback back, he still has to work up sure. to the level that he should be at because it wasn't that this last week. So that's where it's like you, you got these layers to getting better. You know, yeah. you get better with Cooper Rush, but that's only temporary. Yeah. You got to get better when Dak's
4: back. So, yeah, when so there's a lot that has to happen. Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, can I actually,
2: real quick, yeah. hold the question? We're going to go to break. We'll come back. We'll get your question and we'll move on.
3: Back to the break. Join former NFL players at our first game day mini camp presented by Avisalign. You can bring your kids to the Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. Register your footballer for camp. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. Final
2: segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's like we the took fastest show in the league. I know. We took a break just so uh, we had so we could get it show. in. Gosh. But Amber had a question before the break. and uh, So, Amber, the floor is you yours. What's your question?
3: All right. I just postponed. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking. So, we were talking about Kellen Moore mm-hmm. and what he's doing with the offense. Then we were talking about Dak and the type of things that he needs in order to play at a certain level. But then even though you're running the same offense and you're teaching the same things, how much like how much does he have to change that now to fit, let's say, Cooper Rush is expected to be your quarterback this weekend? So as far as like what you're doing with your quarterback, because I'm thinking, you know, with Nick mentioning Michael Gallup coming back and things like that, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that sounds good, but then who's what can the quarterback do? Can he get the ball where he needs to get it? So once you look at, like, how do you adjust? Is there m- much adjustment that you're having to now make because of the change in quarterback?
1: I kind of feel like that with Will Greer, he's a little bit more mobile. though if you really, with yeah. Dak and the offense, that's why I would like to see Will Greer play, because I feel like that the offense really doesn't, change all that much it you know you could still do the boots and the waggles and things like that the movement of the pocket things they ran the option the other day you know Will Greer's comfortable running the football I don't know if necessarily Cooper Rush is if I'm Kellen Moore in the offensive staff though I got to speed Cooper Rush up a little bit so I've got to call the game where he's thinking about quicker quicker don't hold don't hold we don't have time to hold you know, we don't have time. We've got to we've got to get the ball out. So, I'm just trying to speed him up with my play calls to make him get quicker throws, quicker reads to kind of get him going. But with Will, I kind of feel like I could do my offense more in tune, more parallel mm-hmm. to what Dak is.
3: Yeah, I mean, now that Danucci is not here, if the three of them took you know took off in a race, I mean, I think Greer would win. I don't know who would finish second. I mean, I really don't. I don't know if Cooper Rush is not a, as good of an athlete as Dak. Now, Dak is stronger, bigger, can run you over. has got that tenacity. Cooper Rush made this team a few years ago by running the ball in preseason. Had a, had a couple plays in a Hall of Fame game where he was running 20, 25 yards. He's got more athleticism than I think it shows. But that doesn't always mean yeah. the pocket presence and stuff like that. I mean, Romo, at his last – Few years of his career were still figuring out. Eli Manning never got sacked, and I don't think he could he could beat anybody here in right. the race.
1: Yeah, I just think, like I said, it's the, the the speeding up aspect yeah. because there were times like in the last game. I remember Cooper rushed the series; he had they run the bunch formation, and they got Turpin on the they got Turpin open. They're gonna just, if he throws the ball, but it's like he's holding, he's mm-hmm. holding, waiting for the break, bro. Let it fly. You got a guy out there that can run. You know, go let him chase that ball. So. I'm doing everything in my power to help him just speed up things for him in the pocket a little bit, and and hope that 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 gets the offense going. All right, before we end the show, I did want to get some updates
2: on a couple more injuries that we had: uh, Connor McGovern, J. Ron Curse, Terrell Basham. Where are we sitting as far as their status going forward? I think those are three guys you named
1: inactive off. That you want to start definitely for, for this and, week. Yeah, yeah. go from there.
3: Uh, yeah, well, I I, w- I will say this though. Um, about it inactive, though so, I mean, you know, Cooper Rush has been on the practice squad e- and was elevated up to the game. And I don't know are they going to keep him in that that, that status this week uh, as he's preparing to start the game? And if Dak's not moving moving away from that, then I, I wonder if they're going to maybe put one of these guys on IR at least for four games. I don't know because it sounds like Curse and McGovern are two to four games, mm-hmm. um, and McGovern. Curse. I don't know if I would want to put either one of them on IR, but Basham. I mean, last time we saw him, I could barely walk. So yeah,
1: I would, I would probably move on. And you, and and enough, you also you get, have a lot. You get of eleven. Depth yeah, you get eleven. You, get enough you got a lot of depth yeah. Yeah. You get enough defensive so, ends. Yeah.
3: So, so I'm just saying, somebody they can still do this with Maher. They can only move Maher up three times though. They've already moved him up once. So you know, they, they knew when they did all this roster movement that it's going to shake out in a weird way, and it'll 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 work itself out. So um, one of these guys seems like it's going to go on IR, but neither one of them plays. I think Donovan. Wilson, like she said, Donovan Wilson played well. He'll, he'll slide in and start. McQuamu and Marquise Bell, one of them will probably move up. And then uh, for the, the left guard spot, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be Tyler Smith. It could be Farniak played well. Jerry did mention he mm-hmm. thought Farniok played well.
2: Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that this week as we get into some more talk about this upcoming game, Cowboys versus Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we'll talk about some of the deployments, where do we think players will play and, and how much we think they'll play. We'll talk about that later this week. Till then for Nick Eadman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
5: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!